When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, fantasy football fans. Kickoff is coming, and we're getting you ready. And it will be pure fantasy football nirvana. Get the latest injuries, expert opinion, weather at the outdoor stadiums, and more. God bless fantasy football. Get your lineups in with confidence. Tim Allen and company helps you win. Fantasy Football Weekly, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Get ready for game day with the freshest homemade meats, a variety of tasty brats, the finest quality steaks, and more. WestBendSausagePlus.com. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome in, fantasy football fans and NFL fans. It is Fantasy Football Weekly, served up once again by West Bend Sausage Plus. It's week three in the NFL. Week three in your fantasy matchup. Tim Allen, Evan Evan Heffelfinger. Yes, that's his name. Evan Heffelfinger. You cannot forget a name like that. Uh, We are getting you ready for your fantasy matchup here in week three. Injuries oh plenty. whether you're just rolling out of bed, a little hungover. I've been there. I mean, maybe, maybe you're in the wake and bake crowd. Mm, can't admit that I've been there. Can't admit that I've been there. Legally. Uh, also, yeah, and, and if you're uh, on your way, running some errands a little bit, getting ready for a, a Packers uh, party tonight for the night game, uh, welcome aboard. It's Fantasy Football Weekly, again, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus, week three in the NFL. And your fantasy matchup, sitting there 0-2, you need a win. Don't panic quite yet. But 0-2, 0-3, you might want to start uh, moving the chess pieces around your fantasy lineup. That, that's for sure. But yeah, 0-2, you can grab a victory today and get right back in this thing. 1-1, one one, get the upper hand, get the victory, get above 500, of which the Brewers will not. More on that in a second. Uh, and then uh, if you're 2-0, start to put the hammer down. However, Evan, injuries. Now, are we, we're probably going to have to get used to this. Uh, we knew that uh, the, the COVID uh, IL, or IR as it were, was going to have a little bit of an impact here, and it may have a, a bigger impact as we move down the line. Don't know. I think so far everyone's doing a nice job with that. Baseball's... Uh, Uh, an example of that on getting through. So I think the NFL will get through as well. But it's the, wow, it is the soft tissue damage that is being done by NFL players right now. And big impact fantasy players, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Mostert, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams. We'll get the latest on Devontae coming up in a bit. But you figure this one out, Evan. This is going to have a huge effect on a ton of fantasy teams. 
I mean, we lost two of the top three players in most fantasy football drafts. Yep. I mean, yep. now McCaffrey's going to come back, but anytime you lose any star power like that, I mean, throw in Michael Thomas, too. I took him with the sixth pick in one of my drafts, and he's out most likely this week and could be back next week, but you still missed him last week. Injuries are, I mean, it's it's hurting me. I'm sure it's hurting you. You pick a team that you think is going to absolutely steamroll the rest of the league, and then four of your guys go down, and then you're starting, I don't know, Alan Lazard as your wide receiver one. And that's not. Well, and this is, I mean, this is why it's paramount to uh, control your your lineup, not only your starting lineup, but your full ro- roster. You're going to have to, you know, take some chances. The week prior, uh, here's an example of that, and I'm not tooting my own horn at all. It's just an example of this. I took a look at the running back situation for the San Francisco 49ers through that that first game, and I thought, you know. Looks like Jarek McKinnon's got a little jump in his step here after coming off the ACL, and he's been down for a couple of years, but looked like he got in the end zone week one, and it looked like he had a little pep in his step there. I grabbed him there just solely for a little bench depth, and that's what I want uh, just about every fantasy player to do is take it, unless you're in my league, then you can just go to sleep. Uh, But, you know, take a look at some of the transactions, some of the free agents that you can acquire here. And go ahead and just do a little gambling, with, especially if you've got a couple of defenses on your roster right now. Oh, shame on you, guys. Come on. We know better than that. <clears throat> You're better than that, right? Because uh, you just grab a player, and if it works out, it works out great. Yeah, you hit a home run. If it doesn't, you can always dump them. And once the bye weeks hit, and then grab your other defense. So just a couple of uh, pieces of advice there. First hour of this show is always informational. We're going to get you all the injury reports that's going to impact your fantasy team. We will get you the weather and the outdoor stadium. So we warned you about a little lightning delay last week, and that actually happened. It shut down a game in Miami for uh, maybe under an hour or so, but not a, they didn't cancel it or anything like that. So we get all the information that you need here in hour number one. Hour number two, we'll lean you in the right direction. A couple of stumbles last week, one of which was um, Mark Ingram. Uh, We made an AP call over Ingram. That turned out to be not that great of a a move. And uh, so we're not going to be perfect, but we're going to help you set your lineup in game two. We'll get to social media, Facebook and Twitter. You can email the show now. It's uh, live, L-I-V-E, at 1057FMTheFan.com. We're one game in here of week three, and that was uh, another great Thursday night matchup. Jags and Dolphins. Uh, How about Fitzmagic? Uh, Three touchdowns, uh, one to his tight end, um, which was in our circle of trust with, uh, with Adam Burnett. We'll have that for you coming up in just a couple of moments as well. Uh, also, uh, Preston Williams in the end zone. On the other side of the ball, Gardner Minshew under 300, no TDs, but James Robinson. Evan, James Robinson looks like a stud. He yeah, really does. 80 the, yards through the air, 40 on the ground, touchdowns. That's one of your guys that you were just talking about. You play on the waiver wire, you play in free agency, you wait on him, and it works out. I mean, that's how fantasy football championships are won. It's not in the draft, it's in the waiver wire, and that's a perfect example. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so second hour of the show, that's 11 o'clock. We will get to your phone calls. Finally, before we dig into our rundown here, 
Uh, the Brewers in a win-to-get-in situation. Programming note today is uh, 1 o'clock. The Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show. We'll hear from manager Craig Council. Check that starting lineup. Pretty important there. And they win, and they're in the playoffs for the third consecutive year. And we kind of thought, you know, going back a few weeks, it was going to be close. And if they do get in with a win, it looks like it's the L.A. Dodgers again. And how about Brandon Woodruff last night? Whoa. (laughs) I mean, one of the better regular season pennant race pitching performances in Brewers history, says Craig Council. More on that on the On Deck Show. After the last pitch, you make the switch. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. I'll be here hopefully celebrating with you guys with a playoff appearance. However, if things do go the other direction and the Brewers fall in this fifth and final game, final game of the regular season, I will say this, there still is a path to the playoffs. Scoreboard watching today as uh, the Brewers will then need the Giants and the Phillies to lose, and they're in. It's that simple. However, the most simplistic is win and get in, and we got some Brewers playoffs game, playoff games again for the third consecutive season. All right, let's dig, uh, dig into our full field rundown here in week three in the NFL. Titans. Vikings. Minnesota Vikings I can't quite figure out yet. Uh, I thought they were a little bit better than this, and they're not. It doesn't appear that they are. Uh, that passing game is scuffling a little bit. Dalvin Cook finds his way into the end zone, though, and, and he will do a fair share of that. Uh, you may want to take a look at uh, there's a running back I have in mind on the other side of the football that might come at his cheapest, lowest stock available in the last couple of seasons, and maybe even the couple of seasons moving ahead. That's Derrick Henry. What do you? What are your thoughts, Evan, on that? Just taking a plunge and in, in grabbing Derrick Henry right now because he has has not performed at the at the elite level. I think if you can find a guy who's willing to trade him, absolutely. I mean, we saw how good he can be last year, and even the year before that, he started out slow, but those last couple of weeks, he averaged like 200 yards a game. So we know that he is an elite running back. So if you think that you can get a decent value for him and buy low. I would say absolutely go for it. And and Ryan Tannehill is finding his way into a lot of starting lineups, and not a lot of people thought that would happen. Six touchdowns through the two games for Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, That game in a dome up in Minnesota, whether or not an impact, let's check the injuries. So for the Titans, it looks like receiver A.J. Brown is out with a knee. And for the Vikings, Mm. not really much. They have a few injuries on defense that aren't really huge for fantasy. Running back Mike Boone is questionable with a concussion. Raiders. Patriots. All right, Las Vegas Raiders are 2-0. And uh, they they win their first game in Las Vegas, and, and people in Vegas going crazy. However, look at Cam Newton. Who would have thought? Now, the passing touchdowns are not there. The rushing touchdowns are there. The competitive spirit is there. The fight is there. Those of you that waited on a quarterback and, and just, oh, I'm going to grab Cam Newton just to see what happens, I think you've struck a little bit of gold here. Let's see moving forward. Again, only two games. However, I mean, 397 yards passing the other night. I mean, that is, uh, you you got to start taking a look at that. Uh, that's Cam Newton and, and the Raiders side of things. Uh, Josh Jacobs looks like a stud for sure. They're without a uh, wide receiver. It looks like uh, one of the rookie wide receivers. We'll check the injuries in just a little bit. Uh, The forecast in the Boston area, 
Uh, not too bad. It's looking like good football weather, partly cloudy skies and no winds to speak of. Injuries, Raiders and Patriots. So speaking of that running back, Josh Jacobs, he is questionable in this game with a hip injury, although Ian Rappaport reported that he is expected to play in Week 3. Tight end Darren Waller is also questionable with a knee injury, but it looks like he'll probably go. And that receiver, Henry Ruggs III, he is out with knee and hamstring injuries. And then for the Patriots, uh, James White, He's still out after the tragic loss of his father in a car accident. And wide receivers Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry are both questionable with leg injuries. Bears, Falcons. Uh, The Chicago Bears are trying to stay competitive. The Falcons give one away last week. I mean, if those of you that watched the end of that game, uh, the Cowboys and Falcons, this is why uh, NFL players and professional athletes, and no dis- disrespect to the intelligence of professional athletes, I- I'm not saying that. And I've been saying it for years on the post-game show. It is okay to remind your players of a certain situation that may arise. It is okay to do that. It's not demeaning. It's not belittling. It's a safety precaution. So when you tell Bostic, don't touch the football, because Jordy is right behind you. You let him take it. And they defy the, the edict? Okay, but at least you set it. And I think a reminder on an onside kick, this is an eye-opener. Guys, get on the ball. It's not a punt. <laughs> it's just a kickoff. Two or three Falcon players just stood around watching. The Falcons are going to put up some points. They are a little dinged up to injuries, and uh, we'll get right to it. By the way, the Bears and David Montgomery. And Montgomery looks like a solid RB2 start here. And it's it's about time Nagy and that offense start started to utilize uh, the potential of a David Montgomery. Uh, whether or not an issue down in the Dome in Atlanta, the injuries now a little bit on both sides of the ball. Yeah, so that Atlanta Falcons defense is banged up quite a bit. Um, including Dante Fowler. He's questionable with an ankle injury. Julio Jones is also questionable with a hamstring injury. News came out this morning that he is officially a game-time decision, so we'll see about that. And for the the Bears, this is the healthiest they've been in a couple of weeks. Uh, Mario Edwards, their defensive end, he's questionable with a glute injury. And Khalil Mack looks like he might actually play today with a, a knee injury, but we'll see how that goes when we get the inactives. Bengals. Eagles. Yeah, one more thing on that Bears uh, attack. I do I do like Allen Robinson in this game today. I do like David Montgomery. I do like the points in this game. So maybe we'll hit the wagering window uh, in just a second here. Philadelphia Eagles, a team that's hard to figure out. And, and the Bengals, this is sort of a make or break on really both sides of this ball here, both for the Bengals and the Eagles. Uh, we all, and we talked about him last last week, uh, Joe Burrow. I, I just love the future of this this kid. I mean, he is going to be a, he has the possibility, guys, in my opinion, uh, of being a special quarterback. I mean, watch his feet, watch his eyes. Those of you that grab red zone and, you know, they show you the offensive inside the red zone, obviously. Uh, t- check out the style of play of Joe Burrow. It's It's big time stuff. Carson Wentz taking a lot of heat. His uh, head coach is is backing him up a little bit. His head coach says, "Hey, show me a show me an NFL quarterback that doesn't miss once in a while." Something we've been talking about with Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years here. You're going to miss on just about every game, but you don't know all the factors. Peterson stepped up to back Carson Wentz in that one. The uh, forecast 
uh, looks good. Cloudy skies, uh, lower 80s uh, in Philadelphia for the Bengals and Eagles. Injuries. Yeah, so for the Bengals, they have a couple of injuries on their defensive line, but nothing really too big for fantasy. But for the Eagles, Alshon Jeffrey and D- Jalen Rieger, they're both out. Jeffrey with a foot and Rieger with a thumb injury. Wagering window. Yeah, as I said, I do like the uh, Chicago Bears in Atlanta in the over situation. I'm not even sure what it is, but that's the way I, I set my wagers is that I just go with you know what I think is going to happen, then beat the number. Just try to beat the number. Uh, you know, a point or a half a point hardly ever sways me in a wager, and and that's probably why I'm not a professional gambler. But uh, do I think there's going to be a lot of points in that one? I really do. I think that Bears offense can can probably put up three touchdowns, a couple of field goals. So that that could turn out to be a shootout. That's the only thing I've got in that first uh, window there, Evan. What do you have? I think I'm going to take. Falcons minus three against that Bears team, which the over-under for that game, I checked, it is 47. So that's... Yeah, a little bit on the higher side. Not not uh, not way up there, but a little bit higher. The other one that stands out to me is the Titans are three-point favorites on the road against the Vikings, but I think... I don't, that one scares I, me. Yeah, that Vikings team, like you were saying, I don't know what to make of them. Kirk Cousins looks awful. That defense looks nothing like the defense it was last year. I think the Titans are going to steamroll. Well, you would you would think that on paper, but every time you think that, then the real Vikings step up, or you know maybe uh, Tannehill and that offense come back down to earth a little bit. And and I think at at some point every team gets challenged, hits a little bump in the road. It might be today uh, for Tennessee. All right, there's a few games in that noon slate. We have some more to get to. Second hour of the show. If you've got a quandary, if you're in a dilemma, you're in an injury situation. 414-799-1250. We'll help you out in uh, our number two of the program. It's Fantasy Football Weekly, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. There's Evan Heffelfinger. Yes, that's his name. My name is Tim Allen. 14 years of doing this, meeting you guys here each and every Sunday morning on The Fan. Who's in? Who's out? Click the right starting lineup. Questions? 414-799-1250 on Fantasy Football Weekly on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Visit westbendsausageplus.com. Yeah, I told you don't blink, man. It's it's going to be week three, four, five, six before you know it. Here we are, week three in the NFL, week three in your fantasy matchup. 11 o'clock, we'll take your calls. 414-799-1250. One of, the, one of my favorite things to do during the football season is to um, is to talk through a decision on a lineup. I love that that, that aspect of this this show. Just to kind of see different angles and check the pulse of somebody that actually has to make that move. Uh, again, last week we thought James Conner was that we we sort of fell into this trap a little bit, Evan, of this Benny Snell hype bandwagon. That uh, that was a mistake. I think still for now, stick with your guys for the most part. There's obviously going to be some injuries uh, involved here as uh, you go to make your lineups. But you can email live at 1057fmthefan.com. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter or at 799-1250 at 11 o'clock when we start uh, getting to you guys. In the meantime, we'll continue with our informational hour. 49ers, Giants. 
Okay, um, the Niners not happy with the uh, field surface at MetLife. Uh, they played the Jets last week and got, uh, well, destroyed with injuries. Is really what it comes down to. So they, they uh, call the league. The league comes in and checks out the turf at uh, MetLife. And, and the NFL comes back and says, no, man, it's, uh, it's fine. It looks okay. So I don't know where the truth is. Maybe somewhere in the middle there. San Francisco's right back at MetLife against the Giants today. So the, I mean, they're, they're right back in there. That, that's a little injury to, or an insult to their injuries last week. But uh, the Niners backfield uh, in motion a little bit here as Tevin Coleman is not going to go. Mostert uh, is is not going. Uh, we'll get the uh, we'll, we'll get the injuries in just a second here. So there's your Jarek McKinnon. If if he's available, it looks like he's especially in PPR formats. It looks like he's going to get a lot of work, guys. I believe they're without a quarterback. So San Francisco, you want to really roll the dice? Take the Giants on the money line. I'm just kidding. Uh, Saquon Barkley gone. Uh, Shepard gone. The forecast looks good. A little bit breezy, though. Looks like uh, wind's going to be about 12 to 15 miles an hour. Partly cloudy skies and a high in the 70s. Now we'll get to the injuries, Giants and Niners. Yeah, you kind of hit the majority of them. I mean, the 49ers have a whole mess of injuries. Running backs Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert are both out with knee injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo, the QB, is out with an ankle. Tight end George Kittle is out with a knee, although he pushed really hard to play this week. Yeah. Multiple defenders, including D. Ford and Nick Bosa, who Nick Bosa is out for the year, they're out. And for the Giants, like you mentioned, Saquon Barkley, he's out with that ACL. Texans, Steelers. Yeah, that is that is tough. That that really is for the for that Niner team. I mean, there's a team that was poised to go right back to the Super Bowl, and a lot thought they were going to take that next step and. Maybe get a rematch with the Chiefs and maybe take on the Baltimore Ravens, but looks like they're running into a little bit of bad luck here. All right, uh, our next game, as you just heard, Houston Texans against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I should say the resurgent Pittsburgh Steelers, as they look good for the most part through these two games. Uh, looking, uh, the weather not going to be a major issue here, partly cloudy, uh, upper 70s, light breezes, so no problem there. Deshaun Watson owners are a little bit disappointed, and now you're seeing residual effects here of, of DeAndre Hopkins leaving. And I don't know. Sometimes you wonder if, well, you don't wonder. You know there's more to the story uh, within a trade. And why would someone, you know, you, you build around a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. You don't trade him. That, that, that's a guy you, you just plug and play, and he's, you pay him. And there's a guy that just plugs and plays, and now Deshaun Watson's got to, you know, figure things out on his own. Will Fuller had a nice first game, ooh, not good the second game, not good at all. In fact, I don't even think he had a point. So Will Fuller, uh, there's a big question mark there. I'm sure we'll get some questions on that. Do I start Will Fuller? I think you do. One decent game, one bad game. All right, well then let's. The third one's the charm here. Let's figure figure out that passing game for the Houston Texans. This is one of those games that flies under the radar, guys. This is a great NFL slate here in Week 3. It is. Those of you that took a look at some of these games and thought, eh, I've seen better weeks, some great matchups this week, and this is one of them. Let's check the injuries, Steelers and Texans. 
both teams surprisingly pretty good on injuries, although I'm pretty sure Texans fans are hurt that the league scheduled them three incredibly tough games to start the season. For the Texans, though, running back Duke Johnson, he's questionable with an ankle. Wide receiver Kenny Stills is questionable with illness that came down on Friday. And the Steelers, they have no injury designations heading into the game. Washington Browns. All right, Cleveland favored in this one big time, and, and Washington's going to come back down to earth here a little bit after getting that win in week one. So you think, well, maybe they're a little bit better than you think. Um, no, nah, I don't think so. Look for Cleveland, and look at the number here, seven or eight point spread in this one. That's an indicator here that the Browns are starting to put things together here. And again, you talk about a win over Cincinnati, a team in rebuild, but I will say this, that that, that Chubb Hunt, monster in that backfield I think opens the door a little bit more to Mayfield and Odell Beckham I mean watch out this offense maybe what was projected last year you may have had the one year delay in this one as uh, Cleveland might be some viable stuff well there certainly are viable starters there uh, for your fantasy team Uh, let's see partly cloudy skies uh, nothing major here in terms of the weather uh, a high near 80. Again, though, breezy 13 to 17 may be a little bit impactful in the kicking game. Uh, but uh, all in all, not a bad day for football. Let's check the injuries. Yeah, for the Washington football team, they're pretty healthy as well. Just wide receiver Steven Sims Jr., who's questionable with a, a toe injury. And for the Browns, they're banged up a little bit on defense, but the offense is good to go. So really not much to worry about fantasy-wise. Rams, Bills. This is one of my favorite games of the week, guys. The Rams and the Buffalo Bills. I think they're both good football teams. Those of you that have tuned in the last uh, three weeks of this show, two in the regular season, one to get you going, I really think the Rams are a better football team than a lot of people think. And this is a huge test on the road for that. You're looking at the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen starting to put things together. Wow. You get the leg points, now starting to uh, you know, throw the ball, getting vertical, throwing the ball downfield a little bit. The bookends of, of Diggs and Brown starting to pay off here. I think they still have a backfield that, uh, that we're, we're still waiting for a little bit, although getting, I guess, okay points, nothing major with Singletary. Zach Moss looks to be a little bit more of a goal line guy, but... This is a great game here between the Rams and the Bills. A big test for both of these teams. Partly sunny into the 70s, and again, breezy 15-mile-an-hour winds there in Buffalo. Let's check the injuries, Rams and Bills. For the Rams, really only thing for fantasy is running back Cam Akers. He's out with a rib injury. That opens up for Daryl Henderson to maybe get some more carries. And for the Bills, tight end Dawson Knox is out with a concussion. And running back Zach Moss is out with a toe, so I would stream Devin Singletary pretty hard. Wagering window. Yeah, in this uh, segment, in this block, I I like the the Browns in this one over Washington. The thing that scares me about Washington is is their head coach. I mean, this dude's experienced. This dude knows how to go against the other team's weaknesses a little bit, at least to keep you in a a good chunk of games. It would be the only thing that scares me, but you keep handing that ball off to Chubb and Hunt, and good things are going to happen, including through the air to Kareem Hunt, and especially good things are going to happen there. They can hit the home run ball at any time, and obviously with Odell Beckham, 
We'll see if uh, that relationship continues to get a little bit better through the air, Mayfield and Beckham Jr. But I'll, I'll lay the points, and I'll take, believe it or not, the Cleveland Browns in that block. So for me, the one thing that's standing out first and foremost is I am staying far away from the 49ers and Giants. The 49ers are three-and-a-half-point favorites, but they lost half of their team. I really don't I don't see how that game goes. That might be, I was telling you earlier in the week, I think this is the game that I care about the least. I think it's going to be one of the worst games in the NFL this entire season. Stay away from it. I really like the Bills minus one, pretty much a pick em against the Rams. They're at home. Josh Allen has been really, really throwing the ball well. And Zach Moss being out kind of hurts them. But like you were saying, those receivers are starting to come together, and that team is looking pretty dangerous. They, they, they do look dangerous. Now, the, the big thing about this game is, is certainly this, you look at the spread, just about a pick here, a point differential. Rams coming all the way across the country. That's a, that's a big factor here. Playing on the road and, you know, are the Bills for real? And some people are the Rams for real? And so uh, maybe it is a little bit of a lower level than elite matchup, but certainly two good football teams. That's, that's going to be a fight. you got red zone on or whatever. Uh, I think you'll, uh, you'll keep an eye on that game, Rams and Bills. All right, we'll take a break. Adam Burnett, Circle of Trust, a little bit deeper in your lineups. We talked about... The waiver wire, the free agents, the transactions, the trades. I, I think now more than ever with all these injuries, be ahead of the, the, the thinking here a little bit and just take some gambles. And, and someone's going to look at you and say, well, why did you? Why did he, this dude pick up this dude? Well, because that's your deal. Because you, you're not hoping anybody gets hurt. It's just protection mode for sure. Circle of Trust coming up next. Fantasy Football Weekly served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. It's week three in the NFL, week three in your fantasy matchup. Who can you trust in your lineup this week? Deeper sleepers that make the difference. It's time for the Circle of Trust with Adam Burnett. Fantasy Football Weekly on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Visit westbendsausageplus.com. Year We just meet here every Sunday morning. We talk about NFL football and we get your fantasy lineup set. It's Fantasy Football Weekly. I've been doing this now 14 years. There's Evan Heffelfinger. My name is Tim. And our circle of trust on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. His name is Adam Burnett. Now, Adam, I, I will admit this week I did not read your circle of trust ahead of time. Normally I like to about half the time. I guess I do uh, read them. The other half I like to be surprised a little bit. But going back to last week, how'd you do last week? A little bit deeper choices, and that's what this uh, segment is all about over the years. Uh, you, your uh, love affair with that tight end down in Miami paid off on Thursday. <laughs> But last week, how did it do? He had a touchdown, eight catches for 101 yards. No, I'd say that's a home run ball, yeah. The IDP was Micah Kaiser, middle linebacker for the Rams. He had a forced fumble and 16 total tackles. He helped me win last week. Mark Ingram found the end zone. Cam Newton threw for 397 and looked pretty spectacular on Sunday Night Football. He sure did. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, this is one of the segments where you say, well, it doesn't sound right, but it, it turns out to be a little bit, and sometimes a lot more right than wrong. All right, who do you have week three people counting on you? I like Joe Burrow taking on the Eagles defense. I like what I've seen from Burrow so far. 
and I don't think the Eagles' back seven of their defense is very good. Burrow may turn the ball over a bit, but I think he can make up for it with yards with his legs and aggressive throws down the field. I like him versus the Eagles. Yeah, and that's the thing with a young quarterback is, uh, you know, he, either way he's got to go through the maturation process, Adam, of, of playing NFL football. And, you know, a lot of organizations will hold off a little bit. They'll hold off until, quote, we're ready to unveil Tua, or in this case, Joe Burrow. And there's been other examples of that, too. Way back when, Eli Manning had to sit for Kurt Warner in, in New York. And, and they Cincinnati's doing the right thing, pulling the trigger. I, I agree with you. Burrow's uh, one of my favorite young quarterbacks in the NFL right now. All right, running backs. Tim, my running back is a player that you recommended last week. Jarek McKinnon of the 49ers. What you said last week was spot on. There's a reason they signed him to a big free agent contract two years ago. He is going to be an impact player against the Giants this week. I can see Jeff Wilson Jr. taking some short yardage work, Jamichael Hasty taking some work, but I think McKinnon is the back to owning the 49ers this week. Yeah, especially PPR. I think they're going to lean on him a little bit without Garoppolo in there, without Kittle playing as well, without Mostert in there. I mean, I could see him flaring up 15 to 20, maybe a couple more fantasy points in a PPR. Wide receiver. Wide receiver is Allen Robinson of the Bears. He's typically a player that's above the circle of trust level players, but he hasn't done much each of the first two weeks, but he's received a lot of targets. I think he gets back on track, and he has a market correction against the Falcons today. Yeah, I agree with you that uh, I don't know what's going on there with with Allen Robinson. There's a contract dispute and a lot of conversation in Chicago about that. But I thought he would find the end zone last week and get back on track. And with the points that I like in the Atlanta-Chicago game, it wouldn't surprise me he finds the end zone at least at least once, maybe maybe a couple of times. So, all right, let's uh, go to the tight end. Logan Thomas of the Washington football team. He's a former quarterback, and he's now the starting tight end for Washington. He's second on the team in targets. I don't think Dwayne Haskins can read the full field yet. Uh, I think if he's going to complete a pass, it's going to be to McLaurin or Thomas. The Browns defense gave up a ton of points to uh, the Bengals' tight ends last week. I think Thomas is a good fill-in if you're missing out on George Kittle or if you don't want to get run-blocking points from Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I uh, I do like Logan Thomas as well. He's a nice story. Uh, Haskins, on the other hand, did get some play last year. But again, same thing with Burrow. Got to have these guys get in there and, and, and find out what they are. You can glean a lot. Even if they're not playing well, as, as they're starting to grow a little bit in their career, and find out a lot whether or not you need to go back into the draft or free agency to, to grab another quarterback. Right. IDP, your defense, uh, and your kicker. Kicker, Youngway Koo with the Falcons. I think the Bears' defense cuts down some of the yardage that the Falcons' offense gets this week, especially if Julio Jones doesn't play. I think who will be active versus the Bears. Colts defense versus the Jets. The Jets are going to start Frank Gore, Chris Hogan, and Braxton Berrios as their running backs and wide receivers. I'm buying the Colts big time. IDP is Bengals defensive end Sam Hubbard. I do not like what I've seen from the Philadelphia offensive line so far. Carson Wentz has been under a lot of pressure. I own Wentz in a couple leagues. I've benched him. 
because I don't like what I've seen. I think Hubbard makes acquaintances with Wentz today. All right, just real quick, this is just off the uh, wire here, if you will. Uh, Julio Jones will not play today. That uh, that plays right into what you're talking about. Adam Burnett, good stuff. Thanks, man. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Yep, there he is, Adam Burnett, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Panthers, Chargers. Panthers without Christian McCaffrey, and and there's still there was still some question marks with Bridgewater, the new quarterback in, and now you knew you were going to get points, obviously with with McCaffrey. Where were the other points uh, going to come from? They might be a little bit of a mess here. This is a big tipping point game with them. However, they're on the road, they're out in L.A. They've got the Chargers and. On the other hand, uh, Joshua Kelly of the Chargers, uh, he's getting some play there along with Eckler. Uh, Keenan Allen owners are like, oh, boy, um, is he a stud or is he not a stud? Still good, don't get me wrong, but is he a stud player? Still some question marks there. And the injury to Tyrod Taylor is just just fascinating. Accidents happen. Mistakes happen. There was zero intent there. It was just crazy. One of those weird freak injuries uh, as um, he was getting an injection and uh, the doctor accidentally, uh, according to uh, a lot of these reports, accidentally punctured a lung. That's why you saw Herbert in there. And it may be, you know, sometimes things happen for a reason. Uh, Herbert, again, uh, the theme of the show, I guess, is uh, young quarterbacks getting some maturation. Uh, L.A., we can just imagine what the weather is there. Sunshine, middle 80s, little or no wind. Let's check injuries. Yeah, so for the Panthers, really just that big one. Christian McCaffrey goes on IR with an ankle injury, although he is expected to return in about four to six weeks, roughly. And then for the Chargers, yeah, Tyrod Taylor is out with a rib and chest injury, so Justin Herbert gets a start. And then running back Justin Jackson is doubtful with a quad injury. Jets, Colts. I can't figure out the Colts quite yet, but how about Jonathan Taylor? Touchdown, Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. How about that? It looks like he's trans transforming uh, into the NFL very, very well. He <laughs> I put up some fantasy points there. However, the passing game takes a hit in the injury report. Whether or not a factor, we'll get right to it. Jets uh, looking more and more like a little bit of a messy organization. And there's just uh, all sorts of reports communication problems uh some infighting potentially there in new york but uh uh gays the head coach uh um uh, guru I, I don't know i mean we'll i guess uh time will tell in that one it, it may be it won't may not be long before they're looking for a head coach uh in the future here let's check the uh injuries for the colts and the jets Wide receiver Jamison Crowder is out with a hamstring injury, as is other receiver Brashad Perriman. He's out with an ankle. Although, Joe Flacco, no injury designation, might be his debut with the Jets today. And then for the Colts, tight end Jack Doyle is questionable with a knee injury. Buccaneers, Broncos. And uh, Bucks into Brady and the Bucks. It's still weird getting used to that, isn't it? Uh, they're into Denver to take on the Broncos. Uh, the weather in Denver, uh, partly cloudy, 
Uh, I should say partly sunny, high in the 60s, uh, 10 to 12 mile an hour winds. Um, so not a big factor. Nice day uh, in the Denver area. This is a pretty big test for Brady. They're one and one coming in on the Buccaneers. And Leonard Fournette, I would assume we'll get a lot of questions on Fournette, depending on the uh, choices that you have. Maybe a little bit more on the touchdown dependence side of things for Leonard Fournette, but still a viable play. There's no question. He, I think he has proven that. Uh, the passing game, we'll see if Godwin is in. Uh, Evans uh, looks like is starting to get some chemistry with Tom Brady. So uh, we'll see. It's... Uh, it's on the on the Denver side of things, Melvin Gordon fitting in well over there. Although they these guys are decimated with injuries too. Let's check it out for this matchup. Yeah, so for the Buccaneers, uh, Godwin he has officially cleared concussion protocol. He has no injury designation heading into the game. For the Bucks, really only wide receiver Justin Watson is out. He's out with a shoulder injury. For the Broncos, they've got quite a few injuries. Philip Lindsley, the the running back, he's doubtful with a foot injury. Quarterback Drew Locke is out with a shoulder injury. Wide receiver Jerry Judy is questionable with a rib injury. Mm. And, of course, Cortland Sutton, he's out for the year with an ACL tear. Wagering window. You would think that at some point, and it's probably this week where, say, the Jets game plan to look at the Indianapolis Colts is that, wow, okay. um, Let's shut down Taylor. Let's stack the box a little bit. Let's see what Rivers has. And I think Rivers comes through today. I like the Colts in this one. Evan, what do you have? Well, the Colts, I mean, they're 11.5-point favorites right now, so no matter what you think about that Jets, that is a huge line, but it could hit. The one that stands out to me is uh, the Buccaneers are six-point favorites on the road against the Broncos, but as I just said, the Broncos are dealing with a whole mess of injuries. I think I like the Bucs to win by at least six points in that game. Possible. I don't know. It looks too good. That one just—it's just like the Titans and the Vikings. Titans. There's a lot of them this week. Yeah, it just looks too good, and, and sometimes you got to be careful with that when you step up to the wagering window. Top of the hour in minutes here. We'll take your calls at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. You got a question for your lineup here? You really need a, a, a victory, and and we'll walk your way our way. Uh, through through the selections that you have and get that right lineup in. Sometimes it's a horse apiece in, in your questions. You know, you can't go wrong either way, but hey, the right decision, the difference in three and a half, five and a half points could be the difference in a win or a loss. We'll continue our slate of games here. Some super, super good feature games. The Sunday and Monday night game, also the national game and the 3 o'clock slate that's all coming up. And your calls at the top of the hour. You can hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. You can email right now if you're sitting at your computer live at 1057fmthefan.com. It's Fantasy Football Weekly served up by West Bend Sausage Plus here on The Fan. I'm just saying that if... I had a fantasy football team, truly my fantasy. It would be made up of strippers and unicorns. (laughs) For 14 years, we've been together each Sunday morning. It's Fantasy Football Weekly on AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Visit westbendsausageplus.com. Lions. Cardinals. 
few more games to get to here in our full slate of games here. Week three in the NFL, week three in your fantasy football matchup. You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger, yes, that's his name. You've got the Lions in Arizona. We know the weather's not going to be an issue in Phoenix, whether the roof is closed or not. Kyler Murray becoming one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Is that true? Could that possibly be true? You give him DeAndre Hopkins, it certainly is going to help. Other side of the ball, DeAndre Swift, the running back, well, the running back situation for Detroit, AP holding his own, right? At least uh, one good week and one eh, bump in the road there. But DeAndre Swift has been on the field for more plays than both Carryon Johnson and AP. So at some point, those of you, again, trying to look ahead a little bit, do a little stash pick of DeAndre Swift and just put him, put him on the back burner for now because that could pay off. It's a long season here, guys. It's week two so far. Well, it's week three now. It's been two games in. This rookie highly touted. Upwards of the Jonathan Taylor variety, I would hold off on letting him loose a little bit. In fact, I'd, I'd, go, the, I'd go out and acquire him as a nice gamble here, especially with the injuries. All right, let's check the injuries for this one, Cardinals and Lions. Yeah, for the Lions, tight end Hunter Bryant is out with a hamstring injury. Kenny Galladay looks like he may be able to make his season debut with a hamstring injury, although he is still officially questionable. And for the Cardinals, wide receiver Christian Kirk is out with a groin injury. Cowboys, Seahawks. Here's one of those feature games, and again, a, a nice stack of matchups, really good matchups here in Week 3 in the NFL. Russell Wilson may just throw nine touchdowns today. That Dallas defense, number one, isn't very good. Number two, decimated by injuries. Now the Cowboys offense, can they, can, can they hang in there? Well, of course, they're a good offense. But this one, Russell Wilson may have just a heyday. 52 for 63, nine touchdowns, and 610 yards passing for Russell Wilson through two weeks of play. He said he was the best quarterback in the NFL, no doubt about it. And actually, he's stepping up that talk with some walk. Those numbers are incredible. I don't see anything changing in in the uh, 3 o'clock block here as uh, Dallas is going to take on Seattle. Uh, Let's see, the forecast in this one, is it going to rain in Seattle? My goodness, partly cloudy and uh, no chance for rain, light winds, going to be a nice day for football in Seattle. Injuries, Dallas and Seattle. The Cowboys, they're pretty good to go on their injury report. Nothing really to report for fantasy. And the Seahawks, they're banged up in the secondary, so that could lead to some big gains for that Cowboys passing attack. But the offense looks good to go. Chiefs, Ravens. Here's a Monday night matchup. You got to see it. I mean, you just you you just have to watch this. This is as AFC title game written all over it, doesn't it? This has Super Bowl winner written all over it, doesn't it? Now, maybe some people in Green Bay would argue that. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. This is the one where you you get your fantasy lineup in. You grab your phone and you do a little daily fantasy. Just a one gamer. Pick a captain. Kind of a captain league thing. <laughs> go with go with a couple of them for a buck a piece. Your captain is both Lamar Jackson. The other one is going to be Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, this is this is what football is all about. This is good stuff here. Uh, the forecast uh, in Baltimore for tomorrow: 
Let's see. Monday night football is looking like cloudy skies. A chance for a little light rain. That is in the forecast for tomorrow. I don't think that that's going to affect anybody's fantasy lineup. But I uh, thought I'd let you know there's a little rain in that forecast. Injuries, Ravens, and Chiefs. So for the Chiefs, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, he is questionable with a uh, concussion and a neck injury. And then for the Ravens, they're pretty healthy. Really only wide receiver return specialist Chris Moore, who's questionable with a finger injury. Packers, Saints. Okay, here we go. Sunday night football. We always save Green Bay for last. 500 yards a game, 42 and a half points. This offense is rolling. Aaron Rodgers, what do you think? Those of you just just getting on Aaron Rodgers the last year and a half or two, take that. How do you like that? To coin a phrase. Um, I do see, you would say, say you would see some points in this, right? I'm a little afraid of that. I'm always afraid of like a no brainer. Like something you see on paper that just said, well, there's got to be some points in this one. However, take the removal of Michael Thomas away. Take the removal potentially of Devonte Adams away. The wagering window, I may like, believe it or not, I may like the under on this one. This is a this is a great matchup. Playoff implications in this one. Anytime you you're facing these, uh, you know, like a Rams Dallas game in in week one, you don't know. You just say ah, it's week one. It's not gonna. Be. No, these will come in to help you or just haunt you. And so a loss tonight for Green Bay and may come back to haunt them. Although they're still sitting in good shape, great offense, two and one mark. Uh, be careful on this one. Um, let's check the injuries, and the, I guess the big question mark here in these parts, uh, Evan, would be Devonte Adams. Uh, the forecast not an issue, obviously, um, but Devonte Adams. They're saying the dreaded game time decision on a Sunday night football game. Are you willing to roll the dice? I say no. What does the injury report have? So the official last one says that he is doubtful. Uh, Matt Lafleur, I think it was on either Thursday or Friday, said he is probably doubtful. Which you know, really thankful for that, uh, Matt. Um, <laughs> yes. Tight end Josiah Deguara is doubtful with an ankle injury as well. I wouldn't expect him to play. Kenny Clark could come back with a groin injury. He's listed as questionable. He's another game-time decision. Uh, For the Saints, Michael Thomas, he is officially out. He's eyeing a week four return. So two wide receivers down. Wagering window. Yeah, and and again, I'm probably going to go under. Usually I'm an over guy. I like overs. I just like, you know, if I'm going to wager, I like rooting for both sides, both offenses. Let's get into a track meet here. In this one, I'm going to go with the under, guys. And it's just something about this game that everyone's saying, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Hall of Famers, and, and they're going to go at it, and it's going to be toe-to-toe. And I, I, I'm not convinced of that. Uh, I'm not. Usually when everyone thinks that, I'm going to go the other way, and I will go the other way on this one. Evan, anything in this block? Yeah, there are a couple of things that stand out to me. First and foremost, cards minus six against the Lions. That Lions team, they're banged up on the secondary. They're without their best receiver, potentially. Uh, Kyler Murray has looked really good so far this year. I think the cards are winning by two scores. Then this Packers-Saints game. Saints are three-point favorites. I think I like the Packers in this, but you're you're over-under 
is set at 52 and a half. So yeah, this that's could end up being an under because that's a lot of points. Yeah, it is a lot of points. I mean, you you get through uh, you know eight or ten minutes of this game with a field goal or something, you're looking good if if you're going with the under. All right, there's your full slate of games. Week three in the NFL. Week three in your fantasy football matchups. And uh, we'll help you get your lineups in. You got a question? We do, too. Guys, we absolutely do. I mean, I, uh, I, I will give you an update. Once the Brewers season is over, once they win the uh, ring, um, <laughs> I will give you an update on, on how my six leagues are doing. I will say this. It happens every year. I get off to a slow start and then come on midseason and late season and make a run. Uh, four Super Bowls in the last three years amongst all my leagues. So um, it, it, uh, if, you're, if you're a little down out of the blocks here, in this season, uh, hang with it. You can put together a little bit of a run. 799-1250. You can hit us up on Facebook and t- Twitter at 105.7 FM The Fan. Uh, you can email live, that's L-I-V-E, at 105.7 FM The Fan.com. Huge week. They're all huge in fantasy football, right? Get to your calls, your responses, more breakdown next. Fantasy Football Weekly served up by West Bend Sausage Plus here on The Fan. Hey, fantasy football fans, kickoff is coming, and we're getting you ready. And it will be pure fantasy football nirvana. Get the latest injuries, expert opinion, weather at the outdoor stadiums, and more. God bless fantasy football. Get your lineups in with confidence. Tim Allen and company helps you win. Fantasy Football Weekly, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Get ready for game day with the freshest homemade meats, a variety of tasty brats, the finest quality steaks, and more. WestBendSausagePlus.com. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yeah, we do help you win at about a 75% success rate, and that's on the low end, guys. Welcome back. Uh, Less than one hour to kick off week three in the NFL, week three in your fantasy matchup. It is uh, Fantasy Football Weekly served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. I'm going to eat like a pig today, I think, throughout all the sports. (laughs) Sports. Brats sound good. They really do. A little yellow mustard, some onions, or do I go with the kraut? Uh, you can get it at West Bend Sausage Plus, that's for sure. Uh, we do have a, a big day of programming here on The Fan uh, right now, Fantasy Football Weekly, up until noon. And then at 1 o'clock, it's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show. We're going to get you ready for the fifth and final game of the series, final game of the road trip, final game of the regular season. And with a win, the Brewers are in. With a loss, they can still get in. Comes down to the final day. That's That's awesome. Uh, that is a uh, 2 o'clock first pitch, just after 2 o'clock. Uh, uniformity around the league, the final game of the regular season, so nobody gets a heading into the postseason advantage by sitting guys. Uh, all the games start at the same time. They started this some years ago. After the last pitch today, make the switch. We'll be, uh, we'll be hopefully celebrating a third consecutive playoff appearance for the Brewers. That would be the first time in franchise history that has happened. Uh, so we'll talk some Brewers baseball, Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Then uh, later on tonight, you've got the uh, Green Bay Packers and New Orleans Saints Sunday night football. And after the game, Green and Gold postgame show with uh, Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson, and, and your calls as well. So big, 
big day of sports. In the meantime, we'll set your fantasy lineups with you guys at 799-1250. Some great matchups in the NFL, some big-time injuries. Uh, Evan, if I could have you grab the uh, actives and inactive lists just to uh, catch people up on some pertinent players. Yeah, so, so far the biggest names, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, and Julian Edelman are all active today. And for inactives, Julio Jones, Duke Johnson, and John Ross are all officially inactive. And it, because we didn't hear the, the, the name Kenny Galladay, we're assuming that it's just a full go for him. It'll be a first appearance of uh, the NFL season here today against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Devontae Adams, a game-time decision. Keeping our eyes on that for you. Sometimes you have to have your lineups in and... You know, you, you try and get too cute, and you go to grab another wide receiver. You know, it's just so you have somebody in the game. Uh, be careful with that, too. All right, 799-1250. Let's start out with Tim. Tim, you're on Fantasy Football Weekly. Good morning. How are we doing, Tim? What's going on? All right, well, I'm going to pat myself on the back real quick. I uh, James Robinson to all my opponents this week to start yeah, out. There you go. Nicely done. All right, so... Uh, do you play Odell Beckham, Devin Singletary, Deontay Johnson? I don't think I can include Josh Kelly in that group. And I do have Chubb in the lineup already. So, I love, I'm a big Beckham fan, but sometimes having two guys from the same team can make you or break you. Yeah, it can. But I, I do see, you've got to imagine a bunch of points on the Cleveland side of things. Although late in the game, though, Tim, as you know, they may they may call off the passing dogs here, and they may just pound the football. And so, th- so you'll get the bonus in Chubb. I think without Zach Moss in Buffalo, Singletary, if there's going to be a game that he breaks out a little bit, it probably would be today, although the Rams have, hey, their defense – Especially, uh, especially their secondary. And again, you probably want to run the ball a little bit more than throw, at least to start. Boy, it's tough to sit Odell Beckham Jr., but I'm going to. I'm going to go with Singletary. I think he puts more points on the board than Odell does. All right, one thing real quick. A-Bear or stick with Tom Brady? Herbert. Yeah, no, I get you. Um, no, I would stick with Tom Brady. Still, I mean, he, it's not like he hasn't performed at least well enough for you to win, Tim, right? I mean, it's it's not like he's putting up six points a game. True. So at least you're going you're going to get some points out of Tom Brady, for sure. Now he's got his full ar- arsenal of weapons, too. Chris Godwin is back. Evans is healthy. So we'll see what happens in Denver. Tim, good All luck, right? right? He's, he's pretty good at football. I'll leave him in. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right, thanks for the call. It still is weird seeing Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform, isn't it? I don't think it'll ever feel real. Yeah, exactly. As a kid, I couldn't wait to get, like, if there was a big free agent move or signing or trade or something, I couldn't wait to to see the, the baseball card or the football card. Of the guy in the other uniform, it, it I don't think that ever goes away, no matter how old you are. But Brady, hey, he's putting up some points and throwing some touchdown passes. Well, let's 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 just slow the roll here a little bit on Brady. All right, let's go to uh, Alex. Alex, where are you at this morning? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. I know Joe Burrow was in the highly touted circle of trust, but would you start him over Deshaun Watson? 
I think I would consider it. I, I really do. Now, the turnovers is, is going to be the uh, the minimizer, if you will, the equalizer. I, you get through this with Deshaun Watson here. He's had a tough little stretch here. It does loosen up. You will get some payoff with Deshaun Watson. Burrow, you've seen him play here. And he's facing a team that I think they're fully capable capable of beating, actually. I don't know if the Eagles are a great team. They're not a horrible team, but a team that is in a little bit of a flux. They're at a tipping point portion. I think I would, I would, I would go with it. I'd gamble here. I'm going Burrow. That's a, that's a big move. What were you thinking initially? Uh, I mean, I was thinking Deshaun Watson because he's a proven commodity. But uh, you know, it comes down to the ideology of what has he done for me lately, right? Yeah, it it does. I don't think either way you can go too wrong on this. But again, you see Burrow flared up there a little bit. Although Burrow's without one of his wide receivers, is that right, Evan? On the injury report, Ross is out. John Ross is out. Yeah, so that does make a little bit of a difference here. And someone would say, Alex, that hey, it's week three. Why are you, why are you booting uh, Deshaun Watson here? And is Pittsburgh for real? It's a little bit yeah. tougher. I, I think it's a slight advantage to Burrow. I won't say it's a landslide. This is a slight advantage. I think they'll both end up with about the same amount of points. Sounds good. Thank you very much. You got it, Alex. All right, 414-799-1250. It's, it's so tough. And maybe I'm swayed by being a big fan of Joe Burrow. That might be it. So full disclosure here. I do have the man crush on Burrow. So take that into consideration too, Alex. Because it is Deshaun Watson. Could end up in the end zone twice on the ground. He could end up on the ground too, in the backfield. (laughs) Getting said, Steeler defense. All right, let's go to uh, Franklin. We say good morning to Tom. Tom, you're on the fan. Yeah, good morning. You know, with the uncertainties that started this year with sports, Tim, I'm just happy to say, go Brewers and go Pack. No doubt. Just take a second here to reflect on where we were and if we thought we'd get to this point here. I think the other you had hockey going, you had basketball going, you had baseball going, you had football going. Who would have thought this back in March and April? Yeah, it looked pretty dismal for a while, Tim. Sure did. Sure did. Yeah, I, I've got a quarterback question. Who do you guys like better this week? Do you like Josh Allen or Cam Newton to start this week? Ooh, yeah, you're in really good shape. I, I'll tell you what I'd do. I really like Josh Allen. He, it looks like he's taking the next step uh, in his progress here. I would take a look at trading Newton. Uh, let's see what happens here. Cons- just consider it in the next couple of weeks. Just have that as a backup plan. Because if he starts throwing the field, uh, throwing the ball downfield a little bit more, ends up throwing touchdowns instead of just a bunch of yardage and then running it in, you could get a, a big-time uh, value in that. So keep keep that in mind. You've got against the Raiders. you got Josh Allen with a tough matchup against the Rams. I don't know if there's a ton of points in the Rams' bills. I'm going where the points are, and I'm going to go Cam Newton. Yeah, I was leaning towards him also, Tim. Yep. All right, good luck. Yeah, I think you're in pretty good shape there. 
Vegas is tough to figure out, too. Vegas is a tough team to figure out. Are they going to win every game? No, of course not. They're not going to win every game. Gruden's, in my estimation, a really good coach. He's going to find a way. Derek Carr, does he come back down to earth a little bit? That passing game still has a little bumps in it here and there. The running game is obviously in good shape. All right, we're getting you ready for week three in the NFL, week three in your fantasy matchup. It's Fantasy Football Weekly, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Big day of sports, including your fantasy football league. You need a win this week. We're going to help you out. 799-1250. We'll be right back on The Fan. Tim takes your calls now at 414-799-1250. Fantasy Football Weekly on AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Visit westbendsausageplus.com. We're going to go to West Bend in just a second to talk to Brian, but we're inching a little bit closer to kickoff week three in the NFL, week three in your fantasy football league. All right, uh, you're at a situation now where you're in it. I don't care if you're 0-2. I mean, uh, there's, this isn't the NFL where you start out at 0-2, only three teams have blah, 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 and fill in the blank. The Elias Sports Bureau says that, no, forget about it. It's, this fantasy football, you get on a you know, two or three or four game winning streak, and that can happen at any time. Uh, you're right back in this thing. So don't throw in the towel here. Start trading your... Uh, your main players for a value meal or something. Don't don't get into that. And and by the way, pay, we remind you of this every. If you're not paid in right now, shame on you, because I want to collect my money, or the winners want to collect their money when it's time to collect. Get your payments in. This is a healthy, friendly customer service recommendation by Fantasy Football Weekly here, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Let's go to Meredith. Meredith, you're next on Fantasy Football Weekly. Um, I have a quarterback question. Uh, Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, we're going Aaron Rodgers for sure. I mean, the dude's just outstanding this this year. And Deshaun Watson, like we talked about last segment, he's got a little bit of a tougher matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. But, yeah, roll with Aaron tonight. Sounds good. Go Brewers. All right, there you go. Yeah, and go Brewers, too. Win and get in. It's like a playoff game. Although, you do have a little... uh, Little known fact here that if the Brewers do by chance happen to lose today, they can still get in with losses by the Giants and the Phillies. Both of them have to lose, and the Brewers can lose and still get in. Uh, by the way, if they win and get in as the eight seed, it'll be a matchup against the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's interesting. Uh, we'll go to West Bend and say hello to Brian. Brian, good morning. Good morning. Um, a running back question. Uh, do you go with Todd Gurley or San Francisco's McKinnon? Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Um, I'm going to go with a based on matchup, go away from the guy you drafted, although I wasn't super high on Gur- Gurley was a risk anyway, and I'm not saying he wasn't going to perform. I know a lot of teams are having uh, you know, some success. With with Todd Gurley and and they he slid in the draft and you know in fact one of my leagues, um, there was a live draft. I had like three live, three online drafts. One of the live live drafts, I, I remember right before Gurley was selected, a buddy of mine said, "I hate taking this player, but I have to." 
And so at some point, every player, you have to take him. I'm going to go... I'm going to go McKinnon, especially if it's a PPR. If it's a PPR, go with Jarek McKinnon. He should get a lot of work. He's going to... I'll bet you he touches the football at least 12 times. Bare minimum 12 times. Probably upwards of... 15 to 18, wouldn't you say, Evan, with McKinnon? It, it depends on how the scoring goes in that game, but considering he's one of their only healthy players, yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, he's, he's he's a threat out of the backfield through the air, and so I, I think they're going to give him at least eight or nine carries, you would think. So it could be a bigger day for Jarek McKinnon. Go with him. 799-1250. It's Fantasy Football Weekly served up by West Bend Sausage Plus as we get you ready for week three in the NFL, week three in your fantasy football matchup. And again, we've got the uh, On Deck show coming up at 1 o'clock today. That's a two, just after 2 o'clock, first pitch for the Brewers. So you have Red Zone on in the background here coming up at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, let's go to uh, Al. Al, you're next. Fantasy Football Weekly. Good morning. Yeah, hey, thanks for taking my call. Got a wide receiver, then that kind of question which also affects my flex i've got uh, dj moore in the lineup right now but i also have galladay and he's coming back would you put galladay in the lineup it's or only between I flex josh kelly from the chargers so i'm kind of in a you know so you you can only play one of those guys dj moore joshua kelly or galladay well i've got Moore and Tyreek Hill as my starting wide receiver. I'm thinking of flexing Galladay, gotcha. but I'm worried about the injury. If not, I could flex Josh Kelly. I think you're okay with Galladay. He's been out for a couple of weeks. I, I do. I, I think, uh, well, let's just say he's healthy, and I think that's the gamble you got to have. Just just say he's healthy going in. Okay. I mean, you you would assume that the Lions are going to be playing from behind against Arizona. You could get a lot of a lot of ceiling room out of Kenny Galladay. You could, God, man, he could end up that could end up with a lot of points in that game. And Galladay, the beneficiary of trailing in that game. So cross your fingers that Arizona jumps out to a lead and they just throw, and Galladay's in on the action. Yeah, you, especially if it's if it's him or. Or Joshua Kelly, I, although I like Kelly a little bit, he's starting to work into the mix there with the Chargers. You got to go with the stud Galladay. All right, thank you. All right, you got it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Thanks, Al. Uh, let's get some social media in here. Interesting uh, email that Evan just received. Yeah, we'll start out with an email from Mark. He says, hey, Tim and Evan, I love listening to you in the minister's room at Our Father's Child Lutheran. Listen, every week and go Brewers, Tim. Okay. Quick question. Hey, should I start praise Malcolm? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Right. Uh, quick question. Should I start Malcolm Brown, Latavius Murray, or Jeff Wilson? <laughs> Malcolm Brown, Latavius Murray, or Jeff Wilson? Mm-mm-mm. I, uh, Henderson, from what I read earlier this week, uh, Akers is going to be out. Henderson a little dinged up as well, just a little bit. And then he's not going to really show up on the injury report, but digging a few layers deep. Malcolm Brown's your guy. Yep. Although I do like Sunday night players, Latavius Murray. Mm, no, I'm still going Malcolm Brown. I would but agree that with that. Your, yeah, if that answers your question, Mark, thanks for listening and a you know, very, uh, biblical 
uh, email right there. Yeah, we needed that on a Sunday. Uh, DB on Twitter says, need one of the three for PPR flex. Mixon, Beckham, or Singletary? Just one? Just one, and that's for a flex. That's a pretty good team. Being a big Mixon and Singletary fan, I don't know why. I just am. I like volume. So, to me, it's between one of those guys. I'm going to stick with Mixon. You drafted him there for a reason. I'm going to hang on to just just another week or two with Mixon. In a PPR, I'd agree with that as well. Uh, Ryan on Twitter says, Need one uh, to receiver a point PPR, DJ Moore or T.Y. Hilton? Ooh, yeah. See, uh, Rivers in that Colts passing game has just been disappointing. Yeah, so I don't trust it. I like a little safety uh, valve with DJ Moore. I think he's going to be more into the mix without McCaffrey. Let's go DJ Moore. All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we going to go here? 799-1250. Uh, it's Fantasy Football Weekly served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Where is it at? Okay, Laura in Milwaukee. What side of town are you on? Uh, I'm right on the edge of Toso, but still in Milwaukee. There you go. What's happening? Well, I lost Barkley last week, so I lost mm. last week, which was horrible. And I need two of the following three, either Lockett, Edelman, or John Brown. You're in really good shape there. I would... Lockett? Lockett's definitely in. I mean, he, over the course of time, you're going to hit more home runs than not with Lockett. <laughs> John Brown's having just a really good year. And and yeah. is it trustworthy? Um I think they're gonna have to throw, but man, that, that defensive secondary for the Rams. I I hate to say it, but I'm sitting John Brown in those three. Start the other two. Does that sound right? Is that which way were you leaning? Oh, I was on the fence between all of them. And I have Hopkins as my starter, so it's you know. <laughs> I'm going to trade one of yeah. them, actually, probably. Yeah, all right. All right, Laura, good luck. So I'd sit John Brown in that equation. Thank you much. All right, you got it. 799-1250. She seemed into it. Like, into it. Like, with the Saquon Bark. And really, I, I've got a girlfriend like that, too. This is life Plays or death, fantasy. then. There's Be, money oh, on for the sure. Line. For sure. And I play her this week. I play, I play my girlfriend this week. Uh, sorry about your troubles with Devontae Adams. Uh-huh. Um, although she says, uh, and you should always adhere to li- this philosophy. Your favorite team always comes before your fantasy team. Is that right? Or is that fall into the wayside here? Not anymore. I, I think it still has to be your team, <laughs> yeah. it, but it, it depends on how you're doing. Like if you're already out of the postseason, then yeah, absolutely. It's all, it's your NFL team. But in this early stage, it's, I've found myself questioning it more and more every single week. Yeah, I I hear you. Boy, that's a tough one, too, with Devontae being a a, a game-time decision. Before the break, we get Paul in here in Sussex. Paul, you're on Fantasy Football Weekly. Good morning. I got a little bit of injury bug going, and I'm looking for um, a receiver and a flex position. Of my choices, I've got Nikhil Harry, John Brown, Trey Smith, and MVS. And you, you want to start one of those? I can play two of them. Okay. Then in that equation, John Brown, because of his two weeks that he's had so far, I, you gotta you got to put him in. 
So he's he's the one proven commodity there. What are the other three then? Traycon Smith, Nikhil Harry, and MVS. Yeah, that is tough. That is that is digging deep. Mm. You a Packer fan? Yeah, of course. You, of course. Then you get a Sunday night play. You get your favorite team playing. You get your favorite team that's offense is number one in football playing. You get an offense that's without their main weapon, so they have to go to the second, third, and fourth weapons, one of which is your guy, MVS. Let's go with MVS to hit the homer tonight. MVS for the win. There you go. There you go. All right, you got it. 799-1250. Break time. We'll come back inching closer to kickoff. Week three in the NFL. Maybe more importantly to you right now, week three in your fantasy football matchup. Again, this and every Sunday morning, you're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. Tim Allen and Evan Heffelfinger, yes, that's his name, served up this morning and every Sunday morning by West Bend Sausage Plus. Stick around. More to come here on The Fan. Got a dilemma with your lineup this week? The whole world is watching. We can help. 414-799-1250 on Fantasy Football Weekly with Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Visit westbendsausageplus.com. Hey, the Brewers lineup is out for the final game of the series, final game of the road trip, final game of the regular season with a win. They are in the playoffs. (laughs) I will say this, guys. Uh, We'll have the on-deck show for you with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin at 1 o'clock today. If you want to see this Brewers lineup, interesting, very interesting for Craig Council in this final game. Uh, after the last pitch, you make the switch. Baby Shade and Blind post-game show, hopefully celebrating with a Brewers victory and another postseason ticket punched. That would be nice. And then after the uh, Packers-Saints game tonight, green and gold post-game, Gary Ellerson, Bill Michaels, we got you covered here on The Fan for sure. Right now, it's Fantasy Football Weekly, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus as we try and set your lineup with a little confidence. We'll talk with you about your lineup. I mean, ultimately, you gotta, you got to make that final click. But uh, let's find out what uh, Juan has to say in West Dallas. Juan, what's your question? Hey, uh, I got Mike Davis and Leonard Fournette for my starting running back. So you have to pick between one of them? Yeah. Oh, man, good one. Uh, Fournette's, I think, a little touchdown dependent for me quite yet. And Davis is going to get some action, and a lot of it. I think that game is a little more competitive than the spread says. Um, I'm going to go with Davis. That offense is built around McCaffrey. We understand that. But it's then, also uh, built it's also built in scheme too. And so Davis is is decent out of the backfield through the air. Gonna get his hands on the football. It could be a pounding ground in Denver for Tampa Bay. I Fournette's gotta get in the end zone to pay off. I, I like Davis's volume. Alright. And then uh for my flex, I was wondering Keenan Allen, Julian Edelman, or Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like Deontay, too. Claypool is starting to get into the mix there as well. Who was the first one you said? Uh, Keenan Allen or yeah, Edelman. I, 
Yeah, I think I would stay with Keenan. Give him one. Give him a, uh, another week or two. I think, depending on your uh, alternatives. I still think Keenan Allen is one of the better receivers in the NFL. I really do. Let's go with Keenan. What were you thinking on these two choices? Did it match? I had I had Mike Davis and Keenan Allen. And... There you go. Yeah, let's go with it, Juan. Cool. Appreciate it. All right, you got it. Good luck. All right, whether you're, again, just rolling out of bed, hungover, a little bit like me. Evan, I was telling you what I did last night. Um, out late. A few, well, several. All right, fine. A lot of beer. Um, and then right back here, talking fantasy football. So I, I get you. I, I get you. If, if that's you, I'm with you. Uh, if you're running around like uh, Mark was on, uh, on the Wendy's inbox uh, at church, right? Isn't that where he emailed us from? Yeah, he was one of the deacons, I believe. Yeah. I mean, if you happen to be at it is Sunday. Praise the Lord. So, and if you happen to be uh, out and about and just sitting in your apartment and trying to set your lineups, and you're in that uh, you know legalized marijuana world, okay. A lot of people, a lot of people are are that way too. In the meantime, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Um, where are we going to go here, Evan? Randy. Let's go to Randy. You're next. Here on Fantasy Football Weekly. Hi, Tim. Thanks for taking my call. You got, got a quarterback it. issue going on. I just, uh, of course, I need this one quarterback. Picked from Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, or Ryan Tannehill. Wow. Okay. A uh, little bit on each. Deshaun Watson has been underachieving. Now, is it the absence of Hopkins, or is it just a tough schedule, or is it Deshaun Watson? You just don't know yet. I think Watson is a viable fantasy play. Once he gets through this tougher matchup schedule, it does loosen up. I have a feeling you're going to end up getting on a roll with Watson. That may not be today. Carson Wentz, under fire in Philadelphia. His head coach backs him up. I've been disappointed with Carson Wentz as well. I mean, there's a guy that uh, just a few years ago was in the running for an MVP. And so that's been disappointing. And the third guy, Ryan Tannehill, who I really think is one of the more, if not the most underrated quarterback in all of football. I liked him. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you may recall, I liked him in Miami. Uh, The knee injury derailed him a little bit. He's on a roll. He's got six TDs, and he's got that Titans offense going. Here's the deal. I'm going to choose Tannehill for you. But this is contingent on the Vikings' defense being bad. Now, again, it's only two weeks in. Are they that bad? Yeah, they are missing some starters. And uh, I do have Tannehill in the lineup as of right now. So uh, I think I'm pretty comfortable with that one for this particular week. But you're right, Deshaun uh, Watson is uh, my future. But I don't think it's this week. Yeah, and I think Tannehill, he's without a weapon, and he's doing this. He's without A.J. Brown, who's one of the better receivers in the game. Uh, Derrick Henry has been underachieving. I just wonder, thanks for the call, and and let's go with Tannehill for you. I just wonder if Rabel at some point is going to force-feed Henry to almost a detriment to say, let's let's get this guy involved here and let's not be this run-and-gun through-the-air offense. Janu Smith's just been a godsend for that uh, passing game. 
Big fan of the Tennessee Titans. Big fan of Tannehill. This one, I'm a, just a tick nervous on this game because I just don't know yet. Uh, we, we just don't know about the Vikings. Are they this poor defensively? Or is it that Green Bay is that good? Or is that, you know, Indy even had some success offensively? Not much, but had, you know, on the ground. I wonder if they're going to ground and pound and maybe it's a mediocre day for Tannehill. Mm, that's a tough one. We'll see. 799-1250. We go to Indiana. Cameron is listening on the Radio.com app. What's up, Cam? Yeah, so I can take two out of the three. I can take Drake, Taylor, or McLaren. But if I take Drake and uh, Taylor, then I have to go with the Giants defense against San Francisco. Which might not be such a bad thing as dinged up as San Francisco is. I mean, you're going to get the volume with Drake and Taylor. You you definitely will. Drake is due. He, I mean, you talk about overdue. He's due, 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 due. Um, Jonathan Taylor looks like he's the man in Indy because you see Naheem Hines. Everyone was hip on him last week. I, I think he touched the ball one time. I think he had one carry. So Taylor and Drake, I, I think you're in good shape. You're gonna you're gonna put up some points. Sounds right. good. Thanks, guys. All right. Good. <laughs> good luck, Cameron. 799-1250. A uh, couple of minutes left here. If you want to get in, you can get the final click here. It's Fantasy Football Weekly served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Week three in the NFL, week three in your fantasy matchup. There's Evan Heffelfinger. And, yes, that's his name. Just I'm, true confession. My name is Tim. We'll be back here on The Fan. Making money the easy way. It's Fantasy Football Weekly on AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. Visit westbendsausageplus.com. Okay, little rapid-fire format here as uh, we move along, inching closer to kickoff week three in the NFL. Those of you with Red Zone, isn't that an amazing, amazing invention? It might be one of the most amazing inventions ever. (laughs) I'm serious. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Mark, and then we'll get to some social media as well. Mark, you're on the fan. What's up? Uh, flex question. Leonard Fournette or Nikhil Harry? Yeah, go with go with Fournette. I know the passing game is going to get a little bit better for the other guys, but uh, I'm going to go Fournette here. Maybe it's a ground and pound and cross your fingers. All right, thanks for the call. Social media, Evan Heffelfinger. From Deggy Fresh, start two, sit one. OBJ, Juju, Chris Godwin. Uh, Juju and Godwin. That's who I'm going with. Uh, Tom, you are next. Fantasy Football Weekly. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, for home for Cam Newton. I'm sorry, run that by me again? He hung up. Oh, it's Cam Newton. I got the second one. I didn't hear the first one. Hmm. Oh boy, was it was it Wentz? Maybe if that was it, then then you go Cam Newton. I, I see a lot of points for Cam Newton. I really do in this game. I don't know if Vegas is is quite the two and O team. Although if you look at Las Vegas uh, with with the Golden Knights, their first year, I see a deep, a little bit of a deeper run for the Las Vegas Raiders. I do. Plus, they're my second favorite team. 
just simply because they're Vegas. Uh, social media, what do you have, Evan? Uh, this one's from Mike. He says, need one for a flex spot, Kareem Hunt, T.Y. Hilton, or Alan Lazard? Kareem Hunt, uh, boy, you know, a two-headed monster, and, and he's a must-play kind of guy. I think I think if they're – if he's not, it's a heavy lean toward a must-play for Kareem Hunt. Even though he's not technically the starter, they got one hell of a one-two punch, man. They, they made a gamble. They – they took the plunge on Kareem Hunt, and it looks like it's paying off. 414-799-1250. Jason in Germantown, you're next. Fantasy Football Weekly. Hey, guys. Uh, I have a flex. Uh, choose one uh, between Fournette, Joshua Kelly, or Michael Gallup. It's a PPR league. Ooh, yeah. Fournette or Gallup in my book. Or Josh Kelly. Or, or Kelly, yeah. I would say it's Fournette or Gallup. Um... It seems like there'd be a lot of points in uh, in the Dallas Seattle game. Gallup is pretty damn good wide receiver, but again, I'm going to go on the touchdown dependent Fournette. He's got to get in the end zone for that to pay off, but it's a slight lean to Fournette. Good luck. Uh, social Thank media, you. Evan. This one's from Corey Melvin Gordon or David Montgomery, non PPR. Yeah, maybe go with the proven a little bit more here. That's a close call. I like Montgomery, and I think they're finally starting to use him a little bit better. But I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon here. Again, the bonus for Gordon is he gets the he gets the volume here, but he also gets in the end zone, and that has the the higher upside. Uh, what are we doing here, Mark? Is that right? Yeah. Well, you're uh, you're next on Fantasy Football Weekly, Al. Al, you're next. What's up? Hey, it's a quarterback question. Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, or Cam Newton? Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. How did you get all three of those guys? Got them all late after the eighth round. Trade one. (laughs) Okay, that's what you're going to do. Cam Newton, I think, is is pretty decent trade value right now. Matt Ryan's just a scoring machine right now. That offense looks like it's rolling a little bit. Um, and then you have Aaron Rodgers. You got to go Rodgers, and they're they're putting up 500 yards a week. They're scoring 40 plus points a week. That right now in two weeks, they're the best offense in football. And you got to go with a Rod. Okay, thanks, Tim. Yeah, you got it. And you know, again. I've been in that situation where it's not only your fantasy quarterback, but it's the quarterback of your favorite team. And when that goes south on you, it is a tough night. <laughs> it just is. How many times do you look back and you you regret a move that you made? Ugh, it's tough. It's challenging. Just move forward. Always move forward. Move forward, forward, forward. All right, we've got the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show getting you ready for the final game of the Brewers' regular season. They win. They get in. Let's talk about it. We'll get your lineups here from uh, Craig Council and Brandon Woodruff. What a performance last night. Whoa. After the last bits this afternoon, right around 5 o'clock or so, you make the switch, baby shade and blind postgame show. Tonight, after the Packers beat the Saints, you've got the green and gold postgame show with Bill Michaels and Gary Ellerson. So this has been Fantasy Football Weekly, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. It's a tradition here. Each and every Sunday morning from 10 to noon for the last uh, decade and a half, we've been hanging out. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. I'll talk to you in... 
one hour from right now. In the meantime, enjoy some football. Good luck on your fantasy football. Uh, well, clicks, if you will, your lineup. Hopefully you get a win today. You guys, uh, we'll talk to you in one hour. Good luck today. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.